Arizona, Arizona Sports. Sports, the local, the sports, local leader. sports leader. Burns and Gamble, the 4 o'clock reset. 4 o'clock reset. Everything we need to know on this day here in sports, the 4 o'clock reset. We get you caught up on what's going on. Mitch, you got that button there? You wanna... Yeah. Do you... Gambo, let's have you push the button today. Here we go. Okay. He'd just be trolling. Right? Don't, don't, don't listen to Kevin. Don't listen to Kevin. Don't listen to Kevin. He'd just be trolling. What is Cam Thomas referring to? Of course, he's referring to comments from the aforementioned Kevin Durant that when they play the Brooklyn Nets tonight, no fanfare, no attention, none of that. No tribute video. I don't want it. I don't deserve it. I told Burns, I checked in with my guy, Alan Hahn, Ooh. in New York, and I said, hey, gonna do, he's, he's not sure what they're going to do, but he said they did one for Harden. Like, they oh. did a tribute video for James Harden. Well, if you're going to do one for James Harden, then yeah, you're going to do one for Kevin Durant. Yeah, I think you're going to do one for Kevin Durant, and you'll have the highlights of some of the big uh. sh- big shots against the Celtics and the Bucks in the playoffs. I think they'll do one. Yeah, and I, I, to the point of KD be trolling, you know, it's like... In some ways, it's like, how, how is he supposed to answer the question? Hey, KD, are you expecting a tribute video? You're damn right I am. You know what I did for that organization for three and a half years? But by doing the, oh, no, man, come on, I'm not worthy. It's like kind of that that fake, not fake humility. Reverse psychology. But almost like, like the, you know, no, man, I, I want to go in, go out, do my job, that kind of thing, right? Well, so you read the thread that he replied to, and the initial one is just a poll asking should Kevin Durant get a tribute video and then somebody had some longer comment about how he didn't do much for Brooklyn when he was here they didn't win anything he barely blah 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 and that was how KD got in and said please no video I don't deserve it either right. yeah like almost, almost as if he's kind of like riding along with the haters on yeah that one. yeah like oh you don't think I deserve one yeah you're right I don't deserve one I, I you're, you're absolutely that's trolling that's why Cam Thomas said oh yeah he just be trolling he'll he's gonna if Gambo's right. If James Harden's getting one, Kevin Durant's yeah. getting one. As far as injury news, is this the night that Bol Bol makes his return to the lineup? He's questionable. Upgraded, right? Upgraded from Upgraded play. from out the last game to, to questionable. questionable. Okay. So maybe. We I haven't checked on it, but... Uh, I listen, he was playing really well. He was. Yeah. He uh, gave, gave them a little bit of lift. We were all kind of excited about the fact that he could be one of those bench guys that contributes. I, I can't believe these words are about to come out of my mouth. But Say it. I wouldn't mind it if he were. He's he's given them energy off the bench. And, uh, and honestly, at this point, I'm looking for that more than I'm looking for anything when it comes to guys off the bench. Just come in for the 10 or 15 minutes that you're at and just play your ass off when you're out there. Play as hard as you can. And Bol Bol, to his absolute credit, has been doing that in his time with the Suns. So, good. I hope he's back. Additionally, with that, Grayson Allen's questionable. He had to exit Monday's game and did not return after suffering an ankle injury. So, that's one to keep an eye on as well. For the Nets, no Dorian Finney-Smith and no Ben Simmons. He played his first game back after 38 missed on Monday. He was good. And now he's out again. He was good. Almost had a triple-double. Yeah. Utah Jazz played really. He was like a shocking for Ben Simmons. 24 in his time out there in the plus-minus category. He doesn't score like he used to, but he can still grab rebounds and he can still find the open man. So there's still some value there. The Nets are 6-17 and since they played the Suns in mid-December. They are a mess. And the big question around the Nets going into the week before the trade deadline is, are they going to trade Mikel Bridges? That seems to be. They say they're not, 
but they could get a lot for them if they wanted to if they wanted to move him right now they could get a lot for him basically you sent me a tweet today and I had read the same thing that the Houston Rockets all but offered to give Brooklyn all of their picks back from the James Harden trade right. for Mikel Bridges <laughs> I don't know how you're supposed to say no to that if you're Brooklyn I I, I get it you like Mikel and you kind of built this whole thing around him but take a look in the mirror kind of see who you are and where you are as an organization are you really a Mikel yeah. Bridges away from, you know? It's, and his book always said, book always said, right, 2026, not that far away. Not that far He's away. He's only got a couple of years left on his contract after this year. It's very true. Another team likely to be involved in the flurry that is the NBA trade deadline, the Lakers, who just, I didn't watch the game, obviously, just saw the box score. Man, losing to Atlanta the way they did last night. No AD, of course, but everybody's focused on what LeBron James had to say after the game first on the state of the team. We could, on any given night, beat any team in the NBA. And then on any given night, we get our ass kicked by any team in the NBA. <laughs> That's just the... What's our record? One play under 500. Under 500? Yeah, what, 24-25? That's where we are. But more eyes are being drawn to his comments when asked this question. What would your message be to your teammate? What can you do yourself you know, to get that, get the pick back on the winning side of things? I don't have any message for my teammates. Just go out and do your job. I mean, <laughs> I'm not yet. Appreciate it. Way to cut me off because I was a mother. Way to cut me off because I was about to go in. The, the Lakers PR person is the one who said, thank you very much, as if they cut off. And LeBron was going to say I don't know. Was it, what was he going to say? What was he going to say? I don't have any message for my teammates. Must be whatever's in that hourglass that he posted last night. He too. was going to say My something. message to the front office, don't make these guys my teammates. Yeah. They're not good enough. I need better teammates. Yeah. You want to know what $40,000 sounds like? Here you go. You guys take sole position of number one in the West. How did you get it done in this environment? I don't know. I don't know. And I'm going to take the fine because the refs did not give us no calls tonight. We had to play through every bump, every grab. I don't know. I don't know how we won tonight. Take that fine, Ant. 40 large announced today by the NBA. He was the one who said it was eight on five. He he. <laughs> now, that's not the largest, right? It was the 50 grand. That it was Mike, like 50 to Mike Brown this Mike year. Mike Brown, yeah. the Kings coach, got fined when he actually pulled out the laptop and started showing everybody examples That's of how the refs schooled up. Yeah. $40,000. I just, I, But he I, says he won't stop fighting to get the calls. I, I'm with Bick on this one, and I didn't listen to their show, but I hear the promo that we run during our show. I'm with Bick. I, I have just, I'm at that saturation point of hearing people complain about the officiating. I am just not... I am not down with that. That is not my vibe. That is not my thing. I don't want to hear my guys do it. I don't want to hear my team do it. I don't want to hear other guys do it. I'm getting to be like European soccer. It's just like, man. Oh, I'm dying. Yeah. It just. <laughs> I saw a meme That's the other day of Devin, Bo- Devin Booker like, screw. Oh, like, you know, like nobody was even touching him. Yeah. Like. The second somebody breathes on you, you start screaming for get, trying to get that call. Yeah. The other night, what, the Suns didn't have a single free throw attempt against the Pacers in the fourth quarter. That is not the reason they lost that game. So stop it. Quit complaining about it. Anybody. Has Devin Booker ever drove to the basket and not complained that he was fouled? <laughs> no, he never has. On any basket or missed basket, he, has he ever drove to the now Shooting the three-pointers, and jump, but, but driving to the basket... Yeah. He like, believes he's fouled on every single play. It's like Pavlov's response. Devin Booker drives in and he just, ah! 
He's mastered right. the head snap back and have that look on your face. He's really good at it. There's some other NBA stuff I wanted to hit, but I do want to hit NFL with the time that we have left. Mike McDonald, the next head coach of the Seattle Seahawks. That means the Commanders, last team left to fill their vacancy. Yeah, they've got their pick of the litter now. Who, who do they want? You know, is it is there is there somebody on one of the two Super Bowl staffs that they're looking at? Is it is it? I mean, there's a lot of names that are still out there. Interestingly enough, though, and maybe I'm stealing your thunder here. Bobby Slowick, another name of a guy who's pulled himself out of the running, the offensive wow. coordinator of the Texans, said, "Nope, I'm wow. good. I'm fine." And the Lions' I don't want a offensive job. coordinator didn't want the job, yeah. right? Johnson, he didn't want the job. Yes. Why wouldn't they go to a Bill Belichick? The Commanders? Yeah, wouldn't it be crazy? Bill Belichick to the Commanders? Hey, for a team that's not owned by Daniel Snyder anymore, I I think that they're I think that they're in a really good position to turn I, that thing around fairly quickly. I think I really Belichick do. takes a TV job and then the second a decent job opens up with somebody getting fired next year, he jumps in. Tell you what, you mentioned new ownership. That's exactly what's happening in baseball. It sounds like it's not official yet, I don't believe, but John Angelos, the owner of the Orioles, selling. is officially selling yeah. for, I think I saw, $1.5 or so. Cal Ripken, part of the deal. Part of the ownership group. So is Grant Hill, I read today. Oh, Grant really? Hill, well. too? Yeah. Wow. I, I read that the Angelos family bought the Orioles for $175 million, yep. and they flipped it for $1.7 billion. It's crazy. Pretty inflation, man. Pretty good. It's crazy <laughs> that the prices of... Sarver bought the Suns for four hundred million. Yeah, yeah, and he sold it for two point something billion. Right, yeah. he, like incredible. It's it's crazy. It's and, crazy. And then I want to close with this because I was just doing my job, scrolling through Twitter. That's that's my that's job. That's your job. Corbin Carroll uh, was on some MLB based produced item. They asked him if he could name the fifteen guys drafted ahead of him in twenty nineteen. He named every single one of them. In order. Adley, mm-hmm. and then Bobby, mm-hmm. and then Andrew Vaughn, yep. uh, Bleday, uh Riley Green, mm-hmm. and then C.J. Abrams, yep. six, Alindolo, Jung, Langoliers, mm-hmm. Hunter Bishop. Yep. Here's where it gets dicey. I was, uh, was it Manila? Was mm-hmm. it? Okay. Yep. And then A. Cavaco? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Let me know if you need hints. I, I might need I might He's need in the, the show. Team. Ooh, okay, in the show. Oh, <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah, Stott. Um, and then, then one more. And then Will Wilson. Amazing. <laughs> it, it, now play Antonio Cromartie, trying to remember his kids' names. Oh. <laughs> there was Johnny Bob and Billy Bob and... Oh, wow. And what was that other kid's name that I had? That reminds me of Antonio Cromartie trying to remember all those kids' names. Corbin Carroll keeping receipts. I, I, I hear that list of names, and, you know, Adley Rutschman, Bobby Witt Jr., there's, they're great. They can't pass on those guys. And then I consider all the ones that are still in the minor leagues yeah. right now. Yeah. And it's funny. Keeping receipts, that Corbin Carroll. Good on you, man. Good That's your 4 you. o'clock reset. Thank you, Mitch. We appreciate it. Well done. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, he's been one of the biggest stories of the Phoenix Suns season so far. He's been one of their best players so far this season from beginning to end. And the journey from villain to hero is one that even a lot of people are very surprised by. We'll tell you who we're talking about, though I think you can guess Next on the Burns and Gambo Show.
everybody. Dan Bickley here. How did Kevin Durant's return to Brooklyn go, and how did the Suns fare? We'll tell you all about it tomorrow, starting at 6 a.m. on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. We've been, as we welcome you back to the Burns and Gambo show here on this uh, Wednesday, the Suns season has been, has given us, like, so many things to talk about, so many things to debate. Fourth quarters, the big three, Booker this, Beal that. What are they going to do with the trade deadline, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Frank Vogel. Frank Vogel. I mean, there was a stretch there where he was taking some heat, right? He was, was he the right guy? Did they make the right decision, et cetera, et cetera. Um, there is one thing that has undeniably, unquestionably, without debate, been a grand slam for the organization. Uh-huh. And that is their acquisition of Grayson Allen. It is. That is, I mean, uh-huh. it's just, it, and I think it gets lost sometimes because this team and this season hasn't been everything we wanted it to be. And we tend to focus, you know, as you would expect sometimes, on the negative and why it's not everything we want it to be. And we got to give credit to one of our faves out there, Doug Howler of The Athletic, um, very good writer, one of the best, um, who covers Arizona sports uh, in totality for TheAthletic.com. He wrote a story about Grayson Allen, and it's just a reminder of, think about where your thoughts were about, I'm not talking about you specifically, but just in general, where your thoughts were on Grayson Allen when they acquired him to where they are now that's a hell of a transformation, isn't it? No, and they made the trade. Lillard goes to Milwaukee, part of a three-team deal with Drew Holiday. DeAndre Ayton, Tumani Kamara, and a, and a Milwaukee unprotected first, and pick swaps to the Blazers. Phoenix gets Nurkic, Grayson Allen, Naz Little, and Keon Johnson. We weren't thinking much about Grayson Allen at the time. We really weren't. But you look at that trade now, and man, like you can seriously make the argument that Grayson Allen has been the better player than Nurkic. Now, you need a center, and I think Nurkic has been good, but Grayson Allen has been more valuable to them with what they need. So when you traded Ayton and Tamani Kamara, and you got back Nurkic, you weren't thinking much about Grayson Allen. He had the reputation as a dirty player, tripping guys and things like that. But he's been pretty good on that Milwaukee team where so much focus and attention was put on Giannis mm-hmm. that he actually played really well in showing that I can knock down open threes if given the opportunity. He was very good there. He's having his best season right yeah, now. Yeah, Kevin Durant, uh, this was from the postgame show about a week ago, a week and a half ago, talking about Grayson Allen's play. He's just getting confidence every single day, I think. You know, when coaches and your teammates empower you to be who you are, you can go out there and play freely, and that's what he's been doing, and he's been huge for us all season. Yeah, no, he's been, look, he has been the best player in the deal. I mean, it's, it's. sorry, Yusef Nurkic, Grayson Allen's been the best player in the deal, because I, I, as much as I like some of the things that Yusef Nurkic brings to the table, there are some games where Nurk is not on the floor in the closing moments of the fourth no, because quarter. Because he's a minus 10 and everybody else is a plus. And they're like, we got to get him off the court because he's slow and he's, yep. oh, he's a good player. Like, he's a, he's good, a player, good player. And he's he, been relatively healthy all year, which is a good thing. But who would have thought that like, Grayson Allen, nobody. That, that Grayson nobody. Allen not only would evolve into the player that he's been for them, but achieve this status where here we are a week and a day away from the trade deadline and nobody wants to move him. No. It's not even a discussion. It's like, no, yeah, no we're not moving him. Not trade them. Not happening. It's it's he's here. He's in fact, if anything, the last time we talked about Grace Nellen, we talked about 
them possibly signing him to an extension? Yeah, they'd like to. They'd like to because it was talked that they would trade him, and I squashed that, and I said they're not going to trade Grayson Allen. In fact, don't be surprised if he continues to play well if they keep him and resign him, even though the, it's a tax, 4.25% of everything you're over by, that they would pay just pay that tax and keep him. Look, I said this to you the other day, and I think we got to be honest you know, with ourselves, with the Suns team. I think there should be a level of trust with the organization with Matt Ishbia and James Jones and Josh Bartlestein and the guy and what they're doing. There should be a level of trust. They fired Monty Williams and proved to be the right decision, right? Proved to be the right decision. Look what Monty's doing in Detroit. That that worked out really well for them. They made the Aiton trade and got Nurkic and Grayson Allen. That ended up being a really good trade. They got rid of Chris Paul and they got Bradley Beal in here. That was a good trade. You can look at the moves that were made by this organization and you can say, you know what? There should be a level of trust with what they've done because a lot of the big moves they've made, firing Monty, trading DeAndre, trading Chris Paul, those trades, you can you can absolutely say that those those have worked out. Do you think that lack of trust exists? I know. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I think people are. I. You know. I mean. I don't get that sense. I mean, that's just me. Uh, I. I. But I. I don't get the sense that there's. That there's. I I think people are unhappy that the team hasn't performed to the level that everybody thought they were going to perform to. But I mean, Ben Ishbia. Well, correct me if I'm wrong. He's not even a year into his ownership of the team, is he? And no, he, just he, about a year, he, right? But he took over at the trade deadline a year ago, which was last year. Yeah, February. the first move was the Kevin Durant I, trade, I, I, which a lot of people now look at and say, even you know, for, for those of us who didn't like it, people look at the Kevin Durant trade and say, okay, that's a win for Phoenix. I'm not getting the sense that there are a whole lot of people who are dissatisfied with the overall effort of what they're doing. You know, I, I, don't, I don't get that sense. Um, I think it, that, that maybe comes from uh, not trusting that they'll be able to make the moves necessary at the trade deadline well, there's only so much or the buyout market the to get them over there's the hump only here. There's so much they can do. They're so limited there. I, I, I think, if anything, the dissatisfaction just stems from the lack of time the big three have spent together and kind of the nervousness that everybody has about whether they're that in the fourth quarters. But but I, I don't, I don't, I'm not getting this this vibe of people or, you know don't trust the Suns or think they're going to make the mistake or think they're going to make the wrong choice or things like that. I But, but I... I haven't yeah, got Kevin Durant worked out. Monty worked out. Trading uh, Chris Paul for Beal worked out. And then obviously the Aiton for Nurkic trade has worked out. Like a lot of the big moves they made have worked out I'll for them. I'll tell you what. I, I, I'm so enamored with how Grayson Allen has played so far. Yeah. I, I When we talk about wanting the Suns to take more three-pointers, I'm talking about Grayson Allen. You want him to take more. Yeah, he, He's taking the third most on the team, which seems like a lot. It does. That is a lot. He's taking five and a half three-point shots per game, which is a lot. But if you look at overall shots per game, he's sixth on the team. I think Grayson Allen should be shooting more than the sixth highest guy on the Phoenix Suns. There's five guys that shoot more than him. There are five guys who, on average... Who's the fourth guy? Nurkic. Nurkic, okay. Nurkic, Gordon... I'm going in reverse order. Nurkic, Gordon, Beal, Durant, Booker in terms of field goal attempts per game. Grayson Allen, more. More. I agree. He should shoot more. I, I His shots are, yeah, he's a great three-point shooter. And he's consistent. Like, he was great last year as a three-point shooter. He's great this year as a three-point shooter. 
When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, the Phoenix Suns, we just got done talking about the trade deadline a second ago, as a matter of fact. It's coming up in one week and one day. If the Suns are looking to add at the wing spot, watch tonight's game. Because one of the guys the Suns are playing could be a guy they're trading for. We'll tell you who, though you might know, next on the Burns and Gambo show. Suns at the Nets with pregame at 5.30 on the home of the Suns, Arizona Sports 98.7, and the Arizona Sports app. Deal through the lane, hangs in the air, tried to feed a cutting Eubanks, and the pass was too wide. Stolen by Bridges. He goes all the way, coast to coast, gives it to O'Neal, a three on the way as the buzzer is about to sound. He knocks it down with .3 left on the clock, and the Nets jump their lead to nine. And at the end of one, it's Brooklyn 31 and Phoenix 22. As if you need another reason to watch tonight's game or pay attention to tonight's game. Trade deadline is a week and a day away. It's February 8th, so it's coming up very, very quickly. And a name that the Suns have frequently been linked to and one that you have not shot down, one that you have not played Blue Oyster Cult for, no. is Royce O'Neal. Yes. And he plays for the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, there's and interest in Royce O'Neal. There is definitely interest in Royce O'Neal. There's a feeling that he'd be a good fit for them. Um, and, you know, that's one of the guys, everybody, like, you know, gets on me for all the guys I shoot down. But the things that I I've heard about Royce O'Neal is that there is interest and not minimal interest, but yes, they have interest in Royce O'Neal. They have several guys that they're, they're kind of looking at right now. Um, you know, we talked about KJ Martin. I said very low interest in him, very minimal uh, in KJ Martin, but with Royce O'Neal, there's a feeling that he'd be a good fit. They definitely like him. Not sure what it would take to get him. Because um, all they have, like you've said, all they have is a very limited resources to get players because they're really reliant on second-round picks that they have. They don't have any first-round picks that they can trade. They don't have any good players that they could trade, yeah. really. I think we're going to have to temper our expectations a little bit when we comes. And we've, we've talked about that for a few weeks now in terms of what the Suns are going to be able to do. Royce O'Neal, for what it's worth, uh, for the unfamiliar, Royce O'Neal, 6'4", 226, kind of a wing guy, small forward. This year he's averaging about seven points per game. He's shooting about 36% from distance. He's a career 38% shooter from the three-point line. Averages about 25 minutes per game. Um, He's, it would be yet another name. Basically, if they were to acquire Royce O'Neal, yeah, all right, let's call it like it is. It would be because Kate Bates, the up, wasn't the guy they thought he was going to be. It was going to because Utah Watanabe wasn't the guy they thought he was going to be. It was going to be because Nasir Little wasn't the guy they thought he was going to be, right? I mean, this is a player who, in their eternal search for a wing player to complement what they have, they took three swings at it this offseason, and it seems as if they've missed on all three. This would be their fourth at-bat trying to find that guy. At least that's how I interpret yeah, it. Yeah, listen, it wasn't that long ago where the Jazz traded Royce O'Neal to the Nets for a first-round pick. Yeah, the Jazz traded O'Neal to the Nets, and they got a 2023 first-round pick back. So now you look at Royce O'Neal two years later, a year and a half later, and saying, okay, what, what we, can you get from him? I don't think he fetches a first-round pick. So that's why I think that the Suns yeah. could be in on this, because I'm not sure that he could get the first-round pick that he fetched just two years to ago. To your point, I read a story today on HoopsHype.com, and they were talking about kind of uh, Brooklyn and whether they're going to trade Mikel Bridges and... Dorian Finney-Smith and et cetera, et cetera. Nick Claxton, what are they going to do with him? Scroll down a little bit, and this is the line that I, I 
I highlighted and I sent to you. They wrote, in other Nets news, rival executives who've spoken with Hoops Hype believe Brooklyn could potentially garner multiple second-round picks in exchange for Royce O'Neal. Right. Then they went on to say those same executives believe Brooklyn could get a first-round pick and rotation player for Dorian Finney-Smith. Okay, I don't care about that. The Suns aren't getting Dorian Finney-Smith. But if multiple second-round picks are what it's going to take for Royce O'Neal, the Suns have those. Now, they don't have a lot of them, right? They're kind of late. They kind of have to be choosy. But we've also seen throughout the years that if you want second-round picks, you can kind of acquire those over time, too. And the Suns were very good last offseason. Thank God. About getting it, some yeah. extra second-round picks so they could do So if that's what the price is for Royce O'Neal, the Suns might be able to shop in this part of the store. The, the, the question, question is the, the, the value of the second-round picks because if, uh, they're not all equal. Some teams' second-round picks could be early to middle of the round, and some could be middle to the late. And teams will look at that, and that could factor in to where you're going to send the guy. So that's what you have to look at, too. With these picks that the Suns acquired, the second-round picks that they have, where do they fall compared to other teams? Yeah, I, I, what I would, yes. For me, the question is, and I'll be watching this when I watch tonight's Nets game, because, again, I'm not spending a ton of time watching Brooklyn Nets games uh, on League Pass or anything like that. The question I'll be asking myself, is Royce O'Neal good enough to be your seventh best guy? Is he good enough to be your eighth best guy? I know that one game is going to answer that question, but that's the question. That's what the Suns are looking for. That, that's what one through six is done. It's settled. We know who one through six is, okay? And we know... You really only need eight come playoff time. Whoever they acquire via the trade, via the buyout market, which I think is more likely, they need to go after guys that they think have a legitimate shot at being number seven, being number eight. Because I don't know if what they've got right now at number seven. I think Drew Eubanks is number seven. I think he's fine. I think number eight is the one. Is it Josh Okoge? Is it somebody else? Is it somebody who's not on the roster? That's got to be the target. We've kind of felt like we've kind of felt like it's probably somebody that's not on the roster. I think they would like it to be somebody that's not on the roster. If they're not able to get somebody, again, the buyout market could be in play for them. Look, I do see some of the there are some of the second round picks they have have protections on them, like the Spurs pick this year protected thirty one to fifty four. Chances of you, you know, being able to use that pick slim to none. Twenty six, no protection. 28, no protection. 2028, the Boston pick is protected 31 to 45. And then a 2029 Memphis second round and no protection. So, you know, you look at the second rounders that they have, there is protection on some of them. So like the Spurs pick right now, it's like you can't really trade it because chances are it's not, you're not going to be able to have that pick right now. All right. So Royce O'Neal, a name that you won't say no to. No. Jay Sean Tate is a name you'll say no to. Yes. yes. There it is. Okay. Yes. Yeah, there's a report out there from, <laughs> I think it's Sham Sharania from The Athletic saying that uh, that, that is a target for the Phoenix Suns, uh, Jay Sean Tate. I, here's, here's exactly what he reports. Jay Sean Tate is reportedly attracting interest from the Phoenix Suns and Boston Celtics, according to Sham Sharania. Right. That's all he said. Yeah, and the answer is crank it up, bitch! Don't feel the <laughs> Mitch, Lauren, whoever's got your hand on the button in there, crank it up. Sons are not interested in Tate. They are not interested in him. So sometimes agents put a lot of stuff out there, but they do not have interest in Jay Sean Tate. Well, they should. 
Yeah, they should They yes. shouldn't. They shouldn't have interest no, in him. They, they don't have interest okay, in him. Okay, I'll tell you why they shouldn't. Yeah. They, they already have Jason Tate. His name is Josh Cohen. Right. They already have him. Yeah. I think this could be an agent working. Some of these guys put out fake information because that's how they get favors from people. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna. This is from our write up of this at ArizonaSports.com. Tell me if this sounds familiar to you. And this is nothing against Josh. We like Josh. There's just like a redundancy to this. Listen to this. At six foot four, two hundred and thirty pounds, he's an energy wing who can muck up games with his defensive aggressiveness. And while he shoots forty seven point six percent from the field, his career history as a thirty point five percent three point shooter doesn't lend much evidence that he would be a major upgrade or provide more offensive pop than current Suns defensive ace Josh Okogie. You've got him. I've already got this guy. Right. Don't need him. Nope. Don't need him. Yep. I I need somebody who can defend and hit threes. I need I need somebody who can who can aggressively defend on the wing, and who when the ball finds him, and he's standing on the other side of the three point line, he is not afraid to take or make shots from out there. That's I, what I need. I, the salary six point five million. You look at the campaign trade exception, right? 6. That's available. 5, isn't it six point five million? And okay, maybe you can get that guy. They, they're, they're hoping to do a lot better. They're hoping to do a lot better. So I'm going to say no to Jay Sean Tate. I don't think that that's a guy the Suns are going to make any type of play for. Buyout market. Buyout yeah, market, and it might be their best. Market, it might be their market. best avenue because again, like that's not a. You don't have to worry about what what picks. You just have to just have to. Work Worry about somebody wanting to come play for the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, and and I just because of the limited assets they have to move the second round picks and the Sear Little. That's about all they've got. I think you're just going to have to kind of wait until the trade deadline happens, and then you see who gets cut. And as long as that guy's not making twelve point four million dollars, could you be can a go guy. Get him. Arizona Sports and Bud Light offering you the opportunity to be part of the 2024 NFL Draft in Detroit to witness the Cardinals make the number four pick. Text the word DRAFT to 62620. Tune in all next week at 820, 12.20pm, 4.20pm. If you hear your name, seize the moment. Call in. Qualify for this extraordinary chance to go to the draft by texting DRAFT to 62620. Don't miss out on Arizona Sports Destination Detroit. It's brought to you by Bud Light. All right, so much for the coaching carousel. That's pretty much done. The quarterback carousel, sorry, Lauren, it's going to start spinning. And we'll tell you where guys might land next on the Burns and Gambo Show. Burns and Gambo need to know social poll update presented by Sanderson Ford. All right, let's update everybody on our poll question. Gambo talked to his buddy Alan Hahn out there in New York. Says, "Yeah, James Harden. They did it for Harden. They're doing it for Harden. They did it for Harden. Durant. Um, is this still the poll? I don't. This was the poll question. Did you come up with a new one, or is this still the one we've got? No, I don't. I didn't have the brain power for that today. I apologize. Oh no, 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 no! I wasn't expecting one. I just was curious if some conversation that we had might have sparked something else. No. So, video. Unfortunately, no. It's fine. Video tribute for Kevin Durant. Right? Look, I'm not. I'm not winning producer of the week. It's fine. I. <laughs> we don't. This have, this one I'm taking off. It's all good. There's no award for producer of the week. We don't have one. We don't have one. It doesn't exist. Anyway, the poll question today. Do you think that the Nets will give Kevin Durant a video tribute tonight, whether it is against his wishes or not? Yes or no? Yes. I asked my friends, should KD, they're all in New York. I do want to hear Fetus's take on this. Video tribute. What does Joey Bacala have to say about this? T-Bone. T-Bone Bacala. Frankie Peach. Frankie Peach. 
God, Mitch. I know him better than my own friends, apparently. The fact that we can rattle off Gambo's friends just like that easily. Carmine, Rocco, Frankie Peach, Joey Bacala, T-Bone, Fetus. Wrong with us. Yeah. Wait, who won the Fantasy League again? Um, Vinny. Ah. Vinny won it. You have Vendetta with Vinny or no? You Vinny, Vinny won it. I came in third. Who's the Who's the one who's like your... Greg Sarah came in second. Who's your mortal enemy over there? Joe Cafaro. Joe Cafaro. He was like 10th. Joe's the, Joe's the one who everything... Take Gambo, everything is, and Joe Cafaro's just better at it. At everything. At everything. He's better looking... Smarter, better, makes more money, just just more successful, more all of it. Doesn't make more money. Better sources? Cambo's insanely jealous of Joe Cafaro. No, I'm not. No, he's just better than I could. I can admit when somebody's better than me at stuff. He was always better than me. Stop it. You're insanely jealous of the He was better than him at hockey, but everything else he was better than me. Insanely jealous. What's the the results? The question. The results on this one is what I was more intrigued by. 50%, 51%, let's say. Yes. 49% no. Yeah, he'll get one. So a real right. split decision there. Here's your here's your answer. I just texted. It's from Frankie Peach. He tore the Brooklyn franchise apart, and they still haven't recovered, and he did that single-handedly. We all knew what James Harden was. We did not know what a heartless, blankety-blank-blank he oh, is. wow. They're not, yeah, that's from Three Frankie Three blankety-blanks. That's yeah, not I good. Yeah, things that I can't say. Uh, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I know. Wow. We have a dump yeah. button here just okay. in case. Oh, but hold on. Single-handedly? He single-handedly. Tell your friend he didn't single-handedly do anything. We all knew what James Harden was. We did not know. What, Kyrie Irving didn't do that to that team? James Harden didn't? I mean, did, who was Kevin, responsible for the Garnett-Pierce disaster, Kevin right? Durant was solely responsible for all that? Come on, man. Come on. I'm telling you, I, I reached out to the New Yorkers who mm. I know, the sports fans I know, and that was the first. Re- I, haven't got a, I haven't got one back from Fetus yet, Mitch. I know Mitch always wants to hear from response. Fetus. <laughs> well, because he's currently bowled up in the fetal position uh, right now. Man. Probably recovering from a hangover from last night or something yeah. like that, I would guess, if his nickname is Fetus. All right, thank you, Mitch. That's the poll question. You can find it on the Burns and Gamble Twitter page. At Burns and Gamble, one word is where that's at. Um, so we talk about the coaching carousel in the NFL all the time. The carousel is just about done spinning. There's only one job available left now after Mike McDonald just became the new head coach of the Seahawks. The commander's position is the only one that's available. ESPN.com took a stab at guessing the next carousel that's uh, in the queue in the NFL, and that's the quarterback carousel. Yes, this is fun. That's trying to figure out where guys are going to go and where guys are going to end up and who's going to stay and who's going to leave. I'll run through this really quickly because I know there's a local angle you want to bring up here. They are suggesting, they're not reporting, this is just kind of their guess. Quarterback carousel. They They are guessing Justin Fields goes to the Raiders for a second and seventh rounder. Lauren is now shooting laser beams out of her eyes at me. That Kirk Cousins is going to stay with the Vikings for two years and $85 million. Of course he is. Because isn't that a typical Vikings thing? Sure is. That Baker Mayfield's going to stay with Tampa Bay. It makes sense. That Russell Wilson is going to get cut by the Denver Broncos and is going to sign with the Atlanta Falcons for a three-year deal. Uh, okay, so they don't get a quarterback in the draft. They go Russell Wilson. That Gardner Minshew is going to go to Denver. Nobody cares. <laughs> that Jacoby Brissett is going to go to New England. And then, okay, and to, to back that up, they believe that the Bears will draft Caleb Williams because okay. Justin Fields is in Vegas, that the Commanders will draft Drake May, 
that the Patriots will draft Jaden Daniels. So even though they get Jacoby Brissett, they just do it to be a backup to Jaden I like Jayden the next Daniels. three. The next three are fun. Giants draft Michael Penix Jr. I'll take him. I'll take him. You'll, you like that? I like Giants Michael fan? Penix Jr. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll I take him. The Vikings draft J.J. McCarthy to groom him Ooh, while they re-sign Kirk Cousins. Kirk while Cousins. they throw more money at Kirk Cousins to be average. And the Falcons draft Bo Nix to groom for Russell Wilson's replacement. Russell Wilson. Okay. Yeah. That's the, the I mean, listen, I mean, look at Jordan Love. I mean, they groomed him under Aaron Rodgers for a few years. I'm not against it. I think for I think it's it's the it, you can maximize what you get out of that quarterback if you have him sit for a year or two. I believe that. What was your local thought on this one? What are the Cardinals gonna do? They have to They something. have to get a quality veteran backup quarterback. Yes, they do. They have to get themselves a quality veteran. They can't go in with, you know. Clayton Toon is the backup, or Joshua Dobbs. They've got to find a way to improve the quarterback position after Kyler Murray in case Kyler has to miss time. So I think that's where I start to look at, you know, forget the drafted guys, but you start to look at the free agents that are out there. Now, you know, last year I really liked Jacoby Brissett. They didn't go out there and get him. But what quarterbacks will be out there that the Cardinals could look at as a possible, you know, backup quarterback to... Kyler Murray. Okay, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm I'm on ProFootballFocus.com right now. Okay. And I just typed in a search for the two letters QB just to see where they are in their rankings. Yes. To see where the quarterbacks are in their rankings. Among free agents available, they list, this is ProFootballFocus, take it for what it's worth. Okay. They list Kirk Cousins as the first best quarterback available. They list... Ryan Tannehill as the second best quarterback available. They list Baker Mayfield as the third best quarterback available. Garner Minshew as number four. Well, you you, you start on. to okay. Go ahead. Jacoby Brissett as number five. Right, these are expensive guys. Jameis Winston is number six. And that's all they have in their top 150. Okay. I'm sure there are others, but that's all they have. Yeah, you start to get down, you start to look at the, you know, the Carson Wentz, Trevor Simeon, um, Winston, Jameis Winston, uh, Drew Locke. You try to look at all these quarterbacks. I, I, I'm very curious to see what Monty Austin Fort does at backup quarterback for the Cardinals. Yeah. It's I just, am. Yeah, it's, I mean, it, what's out there, you know? Like, what, what, because I, I agree with you. I 100% agree with you. It's got to be better than what it is. Yeah, Tyrod Taylor, Marcus Mariota, Teddy Bridgewater, Sam Darnold, Joe Flacco. The only quarterback from the class, from that draft class to get to a, a Super Bowl is Sam Darnold. Yeah, they, but they do need Drew Locke. He's a free agent. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm just, saying just somebody like that. They need somebody like that. There's yeah. no doubt. They, yeah, they, Josh they, Allen, Baker Mayfield, Lamar Jackson, Josh Rosen, the only quarterback from the 2018 class to make a Super Bowl, Sam Darnold. <laughs> He's available. It's it's nobody to get excited about, but you've got to upgrade it from Clayton Toon. You've got you to. have to. You, you have, have to. to. Yeah, he could be a practice squad guy. You want to develop him, develop him. But they need a better backup quarterback for sure. Texas, your thoughts on the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. When we come back, previously on Suns versus Nets, what happened and what's happened to both of these teams since they met in December? Because they're meeting again tonight, and there's a lot of different storylines in this one. We'll tell you what they all are coming up on the Burns and Gambo Show.